Welcome to the Journey of You, where we equip you to think with purpose, empower you to act in purpose, and encourage you to live on purpose. I'm your host, Tonya D. Bennis, and I love to learn and I love to teach. As a coach, I get to do both. I get to learn about you and about the ways that I can help you. Then I get to teach you how to reach those goals you've set for yourself. Why? Well, infidelity has affected me unlike anything else that I've ever experienced. It stripped me of my confidence and self-worth and caused a level of insecurity that wasn't there before. I lost sight of who I was as a woman before I ever became a wife or a mother. But through God's love and grace, I slowly began to see myself as he sees me. Loved, chosen, accepted, enough, worth dying for. I realized that my identity was solely in Christ, not in a man or his actions. I matter, and so do you. That's why I want to help you see yourself the way that God sees you, one mindset shift at a time. In the Journey of You podcast, you'll hear stories, we'll share life lessons, you'll see how others have fulfilled their purpose or found their purpose along this journey called life, even during the times that life happens and the unexpected occurs. You still matter, you still have value, you are enough. God loves you. Let's dive in. Good morning, Journey of You family. You know that I am all about mindset and how important it is, the things that you think and what you think. And today I want to go over some scriptures that are really the foundation of that so that if there's ever a time that you're like, I don't know how to change my mindset. I'm not sure how to shift it. Or everybody's telling me, oh, do an affirmation, but it's not really changing your thoughts and feelings. First, I want you to know that it all stems from your beliefs and what you believe, but your beliefs are not always true. It could be predicated on what someone has told you before. It could be based on things that you know, you've heard over and over again, that now they've become your truth because you've heard it so much. It could be thoughts that have you know, ran rampant cycles, you know, in your head for so long that it's hard for you to decipher what's true compared to your belief. And so God's word is true. His word is not void. Um, it won't return to him void. He's not man that he could lie. And so I want to equip you with these scriptures so that each time you're having a hard time with controlling your thoughts or capturing them, you can revert back to these scriptures and say them out loud because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so as long as you're speaking these words of truth over you, you just keep saying it over and over again. You could even record yourself saying these words to yourself, speaking out these scriptures and then just keep pressing play and put it on repeat so you can get it down in your spirit until that becomes your belief and you do, <coughs> excuse me, start to believe it. So we're going to start with my favorite one um, when it comes to mindset, which is Proverbs 23 and 7. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. That literally is the basis of everything. Whatever it is that you think about yourself in your heart, that is what you are going to manifest and draw to you. So if you don't love yourself, it makes it harder for you to love other people and for other people to love you. If you don't think highly of yourself, then that's what you produce. And when you come around other people, they see you in that same way. So it is vitally important that you be mindful of how you view yourself. And if it's a negative viewpoint, you've got to start flipping the script and making sure that you switch that around so that you have a positive viewpoint of self. That way, that's what you're projecting. And the enemy can't keep using that low self-esteem or lack of confidence to get you, against you. That coincides with the next verse because 
out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And you'll find that in Matthew 12, 34, meaning whatever is in your heart, that's what's going to come out of your mouth. All the more reason you need to be mindful of what you're listening to, what you're taking in, who you're listening to, what they're saying, what streams and media platforms, excuse me, are your go-to on a regular basis, because those things you repeatedly hear are the things you're going to start speaking out. I'm sure you've heard of countless artists that have put out songs and rap lyrics, and the very way that they said it in their music is the exact way that they were taken out. There are power. It's the power of life and death in your tongue. So you've got to make sure you're mindful of the things that you're saying because everything that you say, you are sending that out into the atmosphere, expecting something to happen. And so you don't want all these negative things to happen, then you've got to stop being negative. Coincidentally, if you want positive things to start happening in your life, start showing gratitude and expressing positive things. So that way, all the negativity will stop attracting to you. Because the more negative you are, the more negativity you're going to attract. So I want you to be mindful of that. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So be mindful of what you're letting in. The next one is Matthew 15, 19. Now this gives you a little bit more clarity as to why it matters what you think about. Matthew 15, 19 says, All these bad things begin in the mind. Evil thoughts murder, adultery, sexual sins, stealing, lying, and insulting people. That is quite a long list. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different things. All of them begin in the mind. You start thinking about committing those acts in your mind, which is why it's so important that you pay attention to what you think. And if it's contrary to God's word, that you come in and shift that thing. Okay. The next scripture that I want to tell you about, I've got six more. We're going to start with 2 Corinthians 10.5, and this is in the ESV version. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Why do you take it captive? So that you can obey Christ. So anything that doesn't line up with God's word and who he says about you or what he tells you to do, that's where you go in and you remind him, remind yourself of 2 Corinthians 10.5. You say it to the enemy that we are destroying arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. You can say it over and over and over again so that you can cause your mind, you can raise the level of your perspective. And that way you're not thinking about the negative things or the mistakes you've made or things that people have done for you because you can get stuck in that mindset. You can get stuck in a loop where that thought keeps running over and over again, where literally it paralyzes you to the point that you can't function or you can't make a decision or you can't take that next step because this thought just keeps running through your head over and over again. You've got to take that captive because all the time that you spend on that thought, wallowing in feelings or you know, feeling some type of way or being upset or any of that stuff, you cannot get that time back no matter what you do. Once that time is spent, it's spent. And so as much as you can, you want to take those thoughts captive so that you can make the most of your time and make it more beneficial and impactful to other people because it's bigger than you. It's not just about you. So you can't spend all your time focused on you or holding a grudge or being mad or upset about something or playing the past over and over in your head like you've got to be fully present in present day so that you can do the things that you need to do to be who you're trying to be in the future okay 
The next one is Proverbs 4.23, and this is the NCB version. Be careful what you think, because your thoughts run your life. How powerful is that? That just reiterates, you know, Proverbs um, 23 and 7 that we started with, just about, um, you know, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. This is that same thing. Be careful what you think because your thoughts are in your life because that's so true. Everything that you're thinking about, those are the things that you're attracting. Those are the things that you are pursuing and going after. Those are the things that you're drawn to and it manifests in reality. And so it's that important that you really be mindful of what you're thinking about and why. And if you can't figure out why, drilling down to that root cause is very important. That's why I'm such a big advocate for counseling because it helps you to go back to the past and figure out things that maybe you've suppressed, things that you went through that maybe you forgot about or you didn't realize it impacted you the way that it did at the time. But as you go back and reflect, it helps you to understand that, okay, wow, this issue actually came out of that. So when this you know, other thing occurred present day or recently, it was just another layer or opened back up wounds from things that happened, you know, 10 years ago or childhood, 20 years ago, whatever. And it's just been packing off. You never took the time to address it and heal through it. And so you want to make sure that now you are able to like notate these things and write it down and say, okay, this is, you know, these are my triggers. These are the things that, you know, were deep layers that I need to work through. And this is the root cause of it. And this is why. So that way you can start healing forward because until you really pinpoint what that root cause is or why it's making you feel a certain way it's a lot harder for you to move forward so you want to make sure that you're able to determine that root cause and then move forward from there because at that point that's where coaching comes in where you can work on where you're at present day and get those steps of where you're trying to go you know moving forward and so that's why it's important to have both the next one is romans 12 2 in the esv version do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Think about that, okay? First in there, it's telling you not to be conformed to this world, meaning don't just take the thoughts of everybody else. Don't just follow everybody else's opinion and do what everybody else is telling you to do in the media and on the news and you know on social platforms. Like, what is it? that God is telling you to do. So that's why it says be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Well, that renewing comes by reading God's word so that he's able to help you take those thoughts captive as we just talked about and give you his truth to replace those beliefs and opinions of everyone else. Like you got to silence all those other voices so that you can hear God's voice. That way you can have the clarity that you need to discern what is the will of God? What is good and acceptable and perfect? Those are the things that God wants you to be focusing on. Not that any of us will ever be perfect, but things that are going to build his kingdom and spread his love to other people. Because you might be the only God that someone sees, meaning like they might never step foot in the church or maybe they never have. But because of you, maybe they will. Maybe they've never picked up the Bible and read anything. But because of you and seeing your light shine, you being an actual visible example, tangible right in front of them representation of Jesus, it may give them the hope that they were looking for. Maybe they were ready to just give up and quit and end their life. But because you smiled at them or you gave them a glass of water, or got them a meal or gave them a blanket, a coat, a hat, just something that they were needed. You helped meet a need and it made them feel like, wow, somebody sees me. You extended God's love to them just like God extended his love to you. 
and it gives them that hope to fight another day. So those are the things when he talks about, you know, what is that good, perfect, acceptable will of God? That's what it's talking about. But if you're so consumed with the thoughts of this world and, you know, what everybody else's measures of success or worth or value is, it's a lot harder for you to see clearly. It's a lot more blurred minds and blurred opinions and perspectives. But if you can really get the clarity that you need to be able to discern what God's will is, then you can move forward and those thoughts can't just keep on camping out in your mind. Ephesians 4, 22-24. This is the NLT version. Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. And so I want you to be encouraged today that if you did have, you know, a past that maybe you're not proud of and things that you're just like, oh, I, I regret that. I wish I could redo it. You can't redo it, but you can be made whole again and be renewed in Christ. You can put on the new body, meaning that you are now covered under the blood because of Christ's sacrifice on the cross. And so you don't have to live in bondage. You don't have to be condemned anymore because once God wipes that slate clean and writes your net, your book, your name in the Lamb's Book of Life, you get to be with him for all of eternity. And you get to start over every single day that you wake up and he puts breath in your lungs and a beat in your heart. It's an opportunity for you to go out and fulfill purpose and do each and everything that he called you to do. And it doesn't matter what anyone else says. The value and worth that God has placed in you, he said that you are beautifully and wonderfully made. And not one person on this earth can negate that. Even if you made a mistake, even if you made grave mistakes, you know, and you've done stuff that was illegal and committed crimes, and maybe you even found guilty for it, it doesn't mean that you are no longer worthy or that you don't have any value or that God loves you any less because he loves each and every one of us the same. And none of us are perfect. Even, our, you know, all of our sin looks different, but none of us is perfect, but he loves us all the same. So I want you to be encouraged in that, that you don't have to be defined by your past. Your story isn't your identity. Your identity is in Christ. And so you're able to find who you are in him. And so you are the righteousness of God. You have a completely new slate. You, it's white as snow. And so even if other people are trying to hold you to your past or to every mistake that you made, you don't have to live in that bondage because each and every day that you wake up, you can go right back to the scripture and let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes and you can put on your new nature created to be like God. That means you can be Christ-minded, Christ-like-minded and looking at things from God's perspective and how he sees it based on his word. And if you're like, okay, well, okay, once I do that, then what do I think about? Don't worry, I've got that for you too. It's Philippians 4, 8 through 9. This is the NIV version. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. So, in this, Paul has given us several things to think about. Things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable. Things that are excellent and praiseworthy. These are the things that you want to think about, like the goodness of God. Or every time you step out into nature, like how amazing is it right now? Like I'm in Georgia and 
we had 60 degrees. It was like 58 when I went outside this morning to go to the bus stop. And, you know, as the day progressed, we got up to about 78 and now it's back down to about 65 or so. And so, you know, a few different ranges in terms of temperatures, but you can tell that fall is in the air. The leaves haven't quite started to change yet. That probably won't happen here in Georgia until about October, the middle of October. But you can physically go outside and open your eyes and see lots of different things to be thankful about and to give God glory. Like the leaves changing colors from red to yellow to orange to brown or on the flip side of that in the spring when all the bare bent branches are bare and then all of a sudden all these buds, green buds are on them and you see leaves everywhere and flowers everywhere. Or just to walk outside and look up and see the bright blue sky and some mornings where you can see the sun rising in the east and you can see the moon going down in the west and you can see them both at the same time. Like there are some fascinating things that you could just walk outside and see and know that God exists and give him the glory and the honor. And in that time that you're praising him and expressing gratitude, you can't have a negative thought at the same time. Those horrible thoughts that still keep running through your mind can't run through it at the same time that you're worshiping and praising God. So the more that you worship and praise him and that you speak positive things and you express gratitude, the less that you're going to be complaining and thinking about negative things and the less power and control it will have over you. One final scripture I want to give you is in Isaiah 26 verses 3 through 4 the NLT version. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. Think about that. That is how you are in perfect peace, because you trust in God. Not that you know the answers, not that you know the how, not that you know the why, not that you'll ever get the understanding that you desire, why certain things happened, why you know, you had to experience certain things or go through certain things or, you know, why certain people had to be lost, you know, out of your life or removed from your life. You might never get those answers that you're looking for because we're not supposed to lean to our own understanding in all our ways. We have to acknowledge him and just trust in him. And that's what it all boils down to. God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's not going to change. He will be the same. That's why it says that he is your eternal rock. Because you can trust in him and rest in him even when you don't know why, how, what, or any of those things. You always know who and who is God. And as long as you trust in him, he's going to work it all out for your good. You may not feel like it when you're right in the moment and you're going through those things, but God's going to get you there. And eventually it'll come full circle and you'll look back in retrospect and be like, wow, while I was going through that, it was tough. But now I can look back and see exactly why I went through it. And there's actually a scripture um, that helps confirm that, which is in, found in James chapter 1. And it's verses 2 um, through 4. And it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So many times we're trying to hurry up and rush to the rush to the journey so that we can get to the destination quicker and quicker. And we miss so many things along the way. And then we're wondering, why am I having to go around this mountain again and repeat this same cycle and having to do this test again? But oftentimes it's because whatever we were supposed to learn along the journey, we sped through it or we paid somebody to get us there faster 
for we, you know, juke and jive and connive this way and deceive this way so we can hurry up and make it happen in our time instead of trusting God's timing and trusting his way. And even though we can't see it and there's a lot of unknowns and uncertainties, instead of trusting in him, we're trying to figure out how to do it ourselves or make it happen faster. But if we can just be patient and trust God through the process and enjoy the process, then one, it's going to make the destination that much sweeter. But two, we can get everything that we need during that journey so that when we reach the destination, we can appreciate it that much more because we didn't rush to get there. And then it's like, oh, now I'm mature enough to handle it. Because if you rush too soon, you might reach the destination that you wanted to, but you might not be mature enough to handle it. And that's even like, if you want a practical story in the Bible, Moses, he led all of the people out of Egypt. He was with them in the wilderness. He went up on the mountain and got the Ten Commandments and brought it back down. But he was upset. And there was a time that the Lord told him to strike the rock for water to come out. And he did something opposite. Or he did it his own way. Because he was mad. And that one act of him being mad and not just trusting God and, you know, leaving the people in God's hands, it kept him out of the promised land. That one act, and thank God for the New Testament and Jesus dying on the cross, so there's a lot we're covered by grace. But that one thing kept him out of the promised land. After he had done all of that stuff to get to the destination, and he wasn't even allowed to go in because he failed the test while he was on his journey there. And not saying that he didn't still have a good life and do a lot of great things, he did. But I'm just saying it matters. Everything that you do matters and so you've got to trust God in the journey no matter how hard it gets in the valley I'm telling you Psalms 23 reminds us that even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death God is with us his rod and his staff comforts us like he is there and I'm not telling you that it's easy like I'm not even going to sugarcoat it it's not easy life is not easy it has a lot of hard moments but it's way harder without God at least with God, you have that hope, you have his joy, you have that peace that surpasses all understanding that we just talked about. So know that you're not alone. Even when it feels like it, you're never alone. That's why it's important to have community. The enemy is the one who wants you to be isolated. So please hear me now that if you're in isolation right now and you're keeping yourself from being around anybody else and you're not talking to anybody else, that's what the enemy wants. And it makes those negative thoughts so much louder because it's a lot harder for you to fight it by yourself because one can put 1,000 to flight, but two can put 10,000. That's because it, when God multiplies it, it's a supernatural thing. It's completely different than the math that we know in the natural. And so you need community. You need to be around other people. That is what the journey of you is all about. We want to equip, empower, and encourage you to think with purpose and fulfill your God-given gifts so that you can reach the people that you were called to. But the best way to do that is with community so that in those times that you are weak, you have other people praying for you and helping to hold you up. Just like they held up Moses' arms when he got tired, as long as they were holding up his arms, they had the favor of God and things were going the way that they needed to. And there are moments that you need that you need other people to hold you up and to help you stand when you can't stand on your own. And that was the whole reason of birthing the journey of you community, because I want to help you fulfill your purpose. But sometimes you don't know what that is because you're clouded in your mind with the past and hurt and failures and things that you've gone through and experienced that maybe you never got the apology that you wanted. You didn't understand it. You didn't get the closure. And it's left you stuck. And you want to move forward, but you're not sure how to get there 
or what to do next. And I want to help you do that. So do the rest of the people in the Journey of You community. So I, we would love to have you. But right now, I just want to pray and solidify this word and seal it in that the seed be there for God to water and that you're able to take what you need, discard what you can't and shelf the rest for later. So, Lord, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for your word, Father. We thank you, Lord, that we can be transformed by the renewing of our mind, Lord, by reading your word, Father, by taking thoughts captive, Father, and by thinking on those things that are praiseworthy and pure and true and excellent and noble. So we just ask, Father, that you help us, Lord. Lead us to the scriptures that you want us to study on, Father. Any of these scriptures that are able to help everyone that is listening right now, Lord, help them to pinpoint the one that you have for them, that they're able to repeat it over and over again until they get it down in their spirit, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Lord. And so your word is how we're able to renew our mind and how we're able to keep moving in the track that you want us to, so that we can become all that you've created us to be. So we pray that you seal this word in right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for each and every person that's listening, Lord. Help them to know that they're not alone, that it's just like that pool of footprints in the sand that in those moments where they only see one set of footprints, it's because those are the times that you're carrying in them, Lord, that they aren't alone and they're not having to do it on their own and that you've created us for togetherness and community, Lord, so that we can walk this journey together, Father, until we all are able to meet you again, Lord. So we ask all of these things in your sweet son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I thank you so much for listening today. I look forward to connecting with each of you. Please head over to thejourneyofyou.net and let's keep the conversation going. You can um, hit the journeyofyou.net forward slash equipped. I'd love to give you five truths to help you start shifting your mindset um, and some additional scriptures in, uh, in addition to the ones we went over today, as well as um, repeating a couple of those. And you can also hit the join the community button there. We'd love to have you and keep the conversation going. And we meet live in there um, once a week on Mondays. And I would just love to connect with you and help you move forward in purpose. So until next time, remember, this is your journey. It's where your life begins. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. We hope that you are leaving feeling equipped to think with purpose, empowered to act in purpose, and encouraged to live on purpose. If you aren't sure where to start and you would like to have the first five truths to help you build that foundation to start thinking with purpose, head over to thejourneyofyou.net forward slash equipped. Again, that's thejourneyofyou.net forward slash equipped so that you can download those first five truths of getting you started to think with purpose and really pursuing all that God created you to be. I'm excited to do this journey with you. Remember, this is your journey. It's where your life begins.